What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Heavy Metal Over Six Pack Podcast, a podcast where we're going to review some uh, fabulous beers, talk about some musical items, and uh, chit-chat about the world of heavy metal. Uh-huh. That wasn't as smooth as I would have liked it to have been, but that's um, yeah, that's that's what happens. So, that's with that being said, we're going to get right at What's up, Anthony? Hey, how are you? Yeah, we'll do that little mini rapport. Okay. Uh, just the uh, t- the uh, <laughs> two original hosts today. Uh, quiet room. But I, it'll be, I feel noticed. Thank you. It'll be it'll be fun. You're, dude, <laughs> you are the main reason why we're here. Don't, don't well, I live here, so otherwise I would not physically be able to come to this place. That too. That's very true. With that being said, we'll start with you. Take my phone away? Yeah. Because you brought us something pretty... I have acquired a... um, What would you consider this? Like a collectible, maybe? Sort of? Um, a... There's a name for it, right? Well, um... Limited release, collectible, um... Uh, there's another word that I'm trying to think of, but it's it's definitely escaping me, so... In any case, um... We've, have we tried an Iron Maiden beer on here? No. No. Okay, so this is technically our first one. I feel like we've talked about it though. We've been like, we're gonna find this Maiden beer. So it's interesting because the one that <gasps> we've Maiden beer. Look what we did there. Foreshadowing. Um, it's kind of interesting because they have the Trooper beer, which is the, I think like one of the first ones they released. Yes. But this is also the Trooper. Sure. But it's like different because it's Fear of the Dark. Uh-huh. Unless Trooper they just have as their kind of like... I feel like Trooper is either an IPA or an ale. I yeah, think, so I it's definitely, this one's definitely different. We've definitely spoken so about it. So this came in like a big fancy tin, came with a cup, and then the big old bottle attached to it. So uh, I'll read kind of right from the back here. So Iron Maiden and Robinson's Brewing bring you, quote-unquote, Fear of the Dark. A 4.5, which is pretty light for all this again seeing the can and the, the <laughs> collectible tin i i said 4.5 alcohol by volume is probably very low uh dark roasted chocolate stout which is full-bodied and rich created by bruce dickinson and robinson's head brewer martin weeks fear of the dark is the first stout in the trooper range and takes its name from iron maiden's iconic song of the same name one of my favorites by the way it's a good one so good. Well, it's definitely dark. That's yeah, it's dark. English style stout, four point five. What does so. that mean? What does English style mean? Um. Well, again, this is English. Is it tainted? More fish oil. Fish oil. <laughs> and biscuits. Shall All right, we? man. We diving in. Cheers, sir. 
Okay, before I talk about this beer, what I would like to say is, like, normally, when you get these um, these uh, novelty... Is that the word we're looking for? Novelty? That might be what we're looking for. Is that? Okay. That sounds so, a little bit when we, Sometimes when we get these novelty, like, cases and whatnot, like, like the Mortal Kombat cases mm-hmm. and, like, the... Uh, the uh, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones and like whatnot. Like usually the product is effing miserable. Usually subpar. Like terrible and horrible. It's almost we, like we did the uh, the Warhead ones too, remember? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, not, that rings a bell. Different. That rings a bell. It's been it's been a long time. Like, it's, it's been, been a bit. We've we've been drinking a lot of beer mm-hmm. on this show. But like, so usually the novelties like usually really fall short. But I'll tell you what, this it's pretty good. Actually, has like a little bit of quality. There's a little bit of there's a little bit of something something back there, which I'm actually appreciative of. So this isn't was one of those ones where like they just went to like said brewer and be like, "What do you have in the back room that you can't sell?" Like we'll throw some fancy pictures on it and. Well, well you know what I like is is I mean I know it's an English stout so it's definitely a, a different from a normal like just a stout or like a chocolate stout but the thing is a lot of times with chocolate stouts is that they're very sweet. And they're like overpowering, like it's too much. Like this isn't sweet at all. Oh, I think no, it's actually very nicely balanced. It's, it's incredibly balanced. You know, the only thing it was missing, if it was on a nitro tap, this would be phenomenal. Oh yeah, this but is very good. I'm also very uh, biased to the uh, nitro tap. It's so. nice because it doesn't linger either. It no, just, it, it hangs no, out. it's just it's just it's like, like, hey, what's up, man? And see you. I came to party. For how dark this is, I expected it to be a lot more potent. But no, this is nice. Okay a well this. done stout though is like so nice. Like mm-hmm. it can be so enjoyable, and it's kind of like my thing. Like with like black IPAs, like I really enjoy black IPAs because if those are done right, and they're like, but they're not like overly hoppy. Like they right. have like kind of like that same as it's like, dude, I'm just here. I'm awesome, and you can pretend you're a Viking because you're drinking black beer right now. <laughs> this is actually very exciting. I'm actually very happy about this. It makes me wonder though. Like I've always been curious, like how actually involved like said person is with well i'll tell you what like the bruce's lifestyle yeah i mean i would say that he probably had like a relatively heavy hand in it or at least wanted to like mess around with stuff it's like okay like like, tried it and was like yeah let's talk about this let's get into this like what can we do with this what can we do with this what if we do this what if i have this like what if i do this you want to fly somewhere let's go hop (laughs) in my place because you can fly yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a brilliant individual too, because he has like a doctorate and stuff. So I'm sure he, he wants to scientifically, you know, play around with it and whatnot. I have his book sitting on my coffee table. I've been meaning to like dive into it. <laughs> but it makes you wonder too. It's like how many bands just kind of may do this and they just like here take the name and just give me money for it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It oh, makes God, you it makes definitely. you wonder how like. But I, I I do I do agree with you on that. I mean that's like like Maynard James Keenan. I mean he has his own. Friggin' Right, he literally he squishes the grapes like with his own toes. Wasn't uh this is kind of a tangent, but uh oh wow, tangent. Too much fans of the dead. Um What's up, bros? Doesn't uh is it Bledsoe? Doesn't Bledsoe have a winery? Uh Drew Bledsoe does have a winery. Okay, I thought so. And like the, the high end of his of his um of his red wine is about a hundred and forty dollars a bottle. That's not terrible. I know that because I worked outside of a shop that was featuring him where you could get his autograph that day if you bought said bottle. Uh, But at $140 a bottle, I was like, do I really want a Drew Bledsoe signed bottle of wine? I really did. But at the time, I had to walk away. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know what? I actually drove by the place. I was like, listen, you know what? 
if I see like five or less people like outside the store, like in line waiting, I'll stop. And it was mm-hmm. way more than that. That's so that was imagine. my excuse to keep going. I can imagine. Because I definitely probably would have because I'm a sports I know there's like a, there's like a story somewhere when Brady took over the Patriots, like he like sent him a bottle of wine or something like that. It's kind of like a <laughs> funny thing. Uh, so many sports stories, but that's not the point of this podcast. Nope. So like, I'll, I'll leave that one alone, but, um, this is delicious. It's quite, de- quite enjoyable. I wish I could have figured out like uh, more than one bottle in that. I know, right? Novelty tin of this. <laughs> Novelty tin of this. We might have to. We might have to pause, folks. We might have to take a road trip. <laughs> right, it's not far away. I'll give it a solid five. Yeah, I mean, it's actually going to follow you with that as well. Robinson Brewery, nice job. Mm-hmm. Nice job. Very nice job. Did we identify where Robinson Brewery was? This is when hosts aren't listening. Uh, I don't know what it says. I must say. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you have to look. That means I was listening, kind of. So, oh yeah, because it didn't say it on the actual thing. Uh, brewed and packaged by yeah Frederick Robertson, Unicorn Brewery, which is interesting. Oh, unicorn Brewery now. Yeah. Nice. They got twelve names. Oh well, this is a Unicorn Brewery, so I wonder if he has different. Like, oh, because the different ones. the novelty tin says Robinson Brewery. Right, but like oh. the website says Robinson Brewery, so Frederick Robertson must have just like a few of them. I got you. That okay. makes sense. Okay. But this one's in uh, Stockport, Cheshire. England. Oh, so it's it's legit English. Mm-hmm. God damn. God damn. Yeah, he's English, so. Dude. Have you seen the, the flag? <laughs> it swings around. I, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's like, the, I'll tell you what. It would be such a man trip because, like, I know she wants to travel abroad, but that's like like something completely different. Like that's, that's like that's, that's like different. that's like no, this is like Italy. She wants to oh, go really? for like food and wine and like whatnot. I want to go for like Sweden. And beer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like I just I just want to go to look and we've said this on the podcast countless times. I bet if you go to a dive bar in Sweden, like our dive bars when they play metal music, it's like usually like one good act and a bunch of noisy shit. Mm-hmm. I bet if you go to a Swedish dive bar, like their dive bars are like the most amazing music you've <laughs> ever heard in your life. And you don't understand like why they're not more famous, but right. it's because they come from Sweden. Mm-hmm. That's common there. That's what they do. That's why if you ever notice that when it comes to like, if you look at um, like ratings with like an album release and it shows like, you know, number two in America or whatever, blah, blah, blah. 90% of the time, it's a lot like higher up on the chain in like, you know, the UK <laughs> and mm. stuff because it's just more their style, I think. Just unbelievable. So metal and beer, I definitely want to go abroad. Yeah. Without abroad. Yeah, right. <laughs> Man trip. <laughs> Maybe one of the bands will get to go on tour one of these days. Maybe. Uh, Tal is going over across the pond. See that? Fun fact. Okay. Okay. Fathom Farewell has been across the pond or is going across the pond. Okay. I saw that as well. Good friends of ours. My stepbrother's been in Canada. So. Yeah. With all his Montreal. Dude, that's fucking rare right now. That's yeah. that's awesome. Did you give it a number? Host not listening again. What's up? Did you I get... did five. I followed okay, you with you five. Did, you did. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Again, yes. host not listening. I'll do my best. All right. A novelty item that doesn't suck. We highly recommend. Gold star. We'll move on. Heavy metal headlines. Headlines. News time. Been a been a few episodes since we've had yeah. a, we've had a headline. We got a, a few. Uh, I did sort of more recently. Um, let's start with something 
we'll go we'll go good bad good i guess so i'm gonna start obviously we're, we're moving into the christmas holiday season um avatar has dropped a christmas metal track mm-hmm. so now they also released a children's book about the brutal lives of santa's elves Essentially, now, if you don't know, the Swedish have a different, uh, I guess, story when it comes to Santa. Like, they have, like, the Krampus thing, and it's it's a little different out there. It's not as jolly jolly as we are here. That's fucking creepy. <laughs> so, the song that was released is called Construction of Souls. It's a dark and twisted look at Christmas. Um... And then, obviously, the the children's book that goes with it depicts the brutal everyday life of the elves in Santa's workshop. Um, essentially, it's pretty much a picture book, more or less. Um, and it's exactly so. The song essentially goes with it, which is kind of neat. Um, so it's quote unquote from the band it says that this song will be the Christmas songs that Die Hard is to Christmas movies. It wasn't intended to be that, but ultimately it makes a lot of sense. It's about us, meaning the robots taking over the great human project of our ancestors, building our way out of the planet on sandy soils, saturated with the withering bones of our ancestors. Which, I mean, that doesn't sum up anything. Um, If you haven't heard the song, it's really good. It's, like, really good. It's, and it's... I mean, we brought up Avatar a little bit with their, their last release, and it's been okay. Like, it hasn't really been done anything for me. It's not, like, super, super thrilling, but this song is really good. This brings me back to, like, the old stuff. And, I mean, it's a Christmas song, so now I can add it to my Christmas list at work. Absolutely. 100%. Holiday cheer for everyone. Should we go sad news now? Do you want to use first? Do you want me to? Uh, you want me to break up the? Break up the feud. The monotonous. Sure. Well, it's kind of a feud. I didn't find the first one that I was thinking of, but I do have. I do have a. This is kind of like a feud with oneself. <clears throat> and I don't really like this band, so I like making fun of them is it at a like any. At a, it is a puddle of mud. <laughs> Did you have this already? No, but I, I've read about. Okay, homeboy. So uh, puddle of mud, who sucks by the way. Where's Stalin? Stalin. Uh, West Scantlin. Gives a questionable performance before walking off stage early and verbally attacking the light technician at a recent show. I guess it's blinding. <laughs> Not like the light. You know what's funny? He's been a musician for how many years and now the light blinds him. Like... <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> those cataracts it's kicking like, in? Like, how does that like, work? It's like, can you, uh, so, like, these uh, these big national acts, you can't move six inches to your left? Yeah, he's got a whole stage. Like, move around, bro, or something. Or, like, I don't know. Maybe they should have, like, thought about it. Um,. So I guess I guess now I don't follow West Gantland very closely, other than the fact that I actually kind of despise Puddle of Mud. I've always kind of hated Puddle of Mud. There's something about Puddle of Mud that like really irritates me, especially that song that has a lyric that actually says, "The way you slap my ass." <laughs> That's the first song on the album. Like I it's actually, have that album. it's actually in the hook of uh-huh. the song. It's like, in, like it's the just, breakdown. It's part. just disturbing mm-hmm. to me. Like it's like. The way you look at me, the way you slap my ass. That's exactly where you go to. It's about football game. Like that's where you go to. It's a football game. It's not about. Stop that. <laughs> So anyway, Wes Scantlin, <clears throat> as the lights dimmed after the end of one song, Scantlin says, I don't know why the lights have to be blinding me for this whole show. 
Now I, I can see all you people, but if you guys are standing up here where I am at right now, it's like a fucking flashlight blinking in your fucking head, and I don't think that's fucking cool. Comma, really. He doesn't really say comma. I added that. Uh, he then proceeded to address the in-house light technician directly. He continues, sounds like a fucking motherfucking idiot to me. Fuck you, motherfucker. I read it verbatim, by the way, folks. Out of nowhere, here's another fucking douchebag. Fuck. I've got a flashlight too, motherfucker. Get to the fourth song of the oh, night. Wes Scanlon walks off stage to the outrage and laughter of the audience. I might laugh at that too. Yeah, that'd be I, might, I might actually get like a decent chuckle. Well, it's funny because I feel like the audience was like, like thought it was like funny, but he was like actually mad. I don't think they realize that. <laughs> One fan wrote, "Puddle of mud." I sincerely hope that Wes gets the help he needs. This is one of my favorite <laughs> bands growing up. That being said, oh, my friends and I couldn't take it and had to walk out on your second song, making it the only concert I have ever walked out on due to poor performance. Yeah. They're not doing too well. On top of that, you showed up a half an hour late to your own show. This is my second time seeing you and will be my last. Last night's show before Wes walks off in the middle of their fourth song. Can you imagine being at a puddle of mud show and waiting a half an hour late for their own show? Oh, puddle of mud. I hate you so much. Thank you for sucking and giving me news. (laughs) Just keep creating that content. We appreciate it. That's all I have to say about that. Okay, we're going sad. All right, let's go sad. August Burns Red, vocalist. Oh, shit. You're in this? Um, I saw the headline. I didn't actually see it. To hear the miss details. remainder of tour due to emergency situation. Um, it was revealed that vocalist Jake Lurs will miss the remainder of the North American tour. Um, the Convictions vocalist Michael Felker will actually be filling in for the rest of the tour. No offense to your to your binky, but I mean, I suppose if anyone can scream, they can usually follow the songs. No offense. You don't have to find your, your voice there that much. None taken. I would have hopped on for him. <laughs> uh, so the, the I can st- make the same monotone sound for exactly, right? <laughs> about an hour. So the uh, the statement from them actually reads, due to an emergency situation, uh, Jake will be heading home for the remainder of the Leveler tour dates. He is okay and will see everyone at Christmas Burns Red. Uh, we let this say a big thank you to Mike from Convictions for filling in on these remaining shows. Show him some love and we will see you tonight in Dallas. Which is not tonight. This is from before. So if you're trying to get to Dallas, it's not going to happen. But that's pretty much that's pretty much all that they know. They haven't really brought anything up. This is four days ago now. But. Jake is actually secretly a very private person and also very religious. So like I'm assuming yeah. I'm uh, unfortunately I'm assuming probably like a close death in the family. It's very possible. And he's doing a very good job keeping it private. Mm-hmm. And um, no, it sucks. It blows. Um, Kudos to the band for like you know pressing on because you know, time, one stepping yeah, up too, and is, like times are tough. Hey, like times are tough. Like it's not like you can just reschedule shit right no, now. I actually hard. I saw an article before. It's like it's not like it, like when like you catch like the the fucking C nineteen word or anything like that. It's not like you can just reschedule your tour dates. It's like yeah. a lot of places like just don't have that availability. So the fact that the band's gonna like press on and you know what guys like if you're going to like any of these new shows like take it with a grain of salt and mm-hmm. enjoy it because. Let's be honest. The instrumentation is so fucking good. It's very good. And they're always a great show. Always a great show. I've never seen August Burns Red and been disappointed. Absolutely. 
Which reminds me, we we gotta get some tickets, man. There's something coming around in there's something coming around in March. Might have like some kill switch engage and like some light the torch action with some ABR. I don't care who's singing. Doesn't matter. It's all the same. Love you, Jake, but I don't care who's singing. They'll be back by then, I imagine. All right, let's get. We're gonna get a little silly because we need some silliness in our lives. <laughs> okay. Kid Rock released a new music video that evidently had music. Uh, the song in name here is "Don't Tell Me How to Live." Well, for Kid Rock being Kid Rock. And evidently the style of the song, or maybe it's just the, the tone of it or, or how people have taken it. But in any case, it has been mistaken by a numerous amount of people for a Weird Al parody. So, yeah, I mean, obviously Weird Al congratulated Kid Rock. <laughs> For his new Kid Rock parody, but he did say that he had to publicly clarify that it is not actually him, and it is actually Kid Rock himself. Yeah, so let's, I'll kind of I'll kind of read verbatim here on the the article. If you haven't seen Kid Rock's latest video, let us explain the recent furrow to you. Essentially, Robert Ritchie, known as Kid Rock, gets his knickers in a twist over woke culture. Combining cringe-worthy rap, rock, and members of Monster Truck with lyrics that slam offended millennials. Snowflakes. And kids that receive participation trophies. That's right. Kid Rock is offended by, or well, people being offended. Weird how that makes any sense. I'm actually also with the participation trophy myself, but <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a relatively competitive guy when it comes to the, the, that kind of thing, so... Uh, while garbed in fur coats, rockstar shades, fedoras, chains, and slogan tees that state totally profound things like social media sucks, Kid Rock and John Harvey trade vocal lines in between drags from cigars. Oh, and there's also that particularly outlandish scene where Kid Rock blasts off into space while sat on a giant middle finger. As one final gesture to show the world how much he just truly doesn't care. <laughs> it's not surprising then, obviously, now that the video has all these things in it, has been mistaken for a Kid Rock parody courtesy of Weird Al Yankovic. Who, if you didn't know, which is sad, but he is famous for creating comedic rock and pop lampoons of classic hits. Um, so evidently people have been congratulating Weird Al for this video. Completely unaware that Kid Rock was really behind it. <laughs> That's actually Kid Rock. Now, how is it? How? You know, if you actually watch the video, it's actually it doesn't look like Weird Al, like even like a little bit. So, I mean. So. You know what Kid Rock's problem is with this song? Not to not to not to break down the song and it, actually do like it looks a song the same like as he did ninety three years ago. Well, there's that, but he's not using any parody. Like he's just like flat out just saying it's like oh like the world fucking sucks right now. It's Kids just, are fucking yeah. stupid. Like you're a powder. There's, there's puff. no metaphor. And right, there's no meta. It's not there's metaphoric. No, no metaphor. You gotta hide that shit, man. Plus, you're wearing ridiculous fur coats and 
chains and there's shiny cars in the background. Whatever this scene's supposed to be. Holy Christ. I mean, how embarrassing is it that your new song that you may or may not be very proud of has <laughs> been <laughs> has literally been taken as someone else's work, essentially. From, well, like the people you wanted for. This is uh that's fantastic. Mm. You know, it's kind of goofy. Like it, it's definitely goofy. So like I actually appreciate the fact that like we're weird Al is getting like some notice. <laughs> like directly. <laughs> like, he still makes them. It's not like he's Dude, that not, guy's gotta be like sixty years old, man. Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. But he's, he still I mean, he still looks like exactly what he did twenty years ago. Well the thing is, is when he twenty years ago he dressed like he was seventy three. So Yeah, I'm gonna dress with, old. like the hair. I'm gonna dress old now. Gone. I'm gonna be like ahead of you people. Mm-hmm. No notice the change. That's fucking awesome. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's fun. Good times. Uh, so good. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll give you two options. Ooh. We can talk about peanut butter, or we can talk about beer and ice cream. Oh, I love all the above. Um, you know what? It's winter. I'm feeling beer and ice cream. So that makes no sense, but it's fine. So. This. Are you one of those people that can't eat ice cream all year round? No, I can't eat ice cream normally because I have terribly sensitive teeth. Yeah. Like ice cream sandwiches, I cannot do. No, I feel bad for That's you. That's totally fine. I'm not actually eating or drinking it, so it's fine. Just so, <laughs> this is from November 18th, 2021. This is uh, Asheville, NC. I couldn't read that. I'm sorry. Uh, police. Restaurant break-in suspect consumed beer and ice cream. So, officers with a North sorry, with a North Carolina Police Department appeared to have no trouble finding the suspect in a break-in, possibly because he had a stomachache. Asheville police say in news release that patrol officers apprehended the man who broke into a downtown restaurant on Monday and apparently helped himself to some beer and ice cream. So this man only broke into an entire restaurant for beer and ice cream. <laughs> According to the, to a news release, officers responded to a business on Patton Avenue after a report of a forcible, forcible breaking and entering. Officers found open alcohol containers, and after a brief investigation, they found the suspect nearby. Uh, the man is charged with two counts of larceny after breaking and entering, felony breaking and entering, that's where they said that over. Uh, the man was also served with an open warrant for second degree trespass. His bond is set at three thousand dollars. <laughs> you know what's nice though? You know what makes this story really, really good? It's actually not Florida. It's North Carolina. <laughs> it's close enough. That's <laughs> when they start losing their minds. <laughs> like, the lower you go, in the um, it's. But that's like one of those. It's like, what can I steal that nobody will ever notice, or there'll be no evidence of in the like afterwards, except for the fact you can't I'm, run away. I'm wondering. So this is my my theory on it. He went in. Was like, okay, they gotta have money in here, right? It's a restaurant. They gotta have money somewhere, right? Bobby tried to get into the register, couldn't get that down. Found a safe. Now nah, can't get that. Yeah, he's fuck like, these guys. He's like, you know what? 
I got myself in here. I worked hard to get in here. I'm going to take the bear and ice cream. This is like one of those stories that like at the end of it, like he turns out to be lactose intolerant and sues the chain for like giving yeah. him like dairy. And, or yeah. Something. And, 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 like, and like with a gluten allergy. Right. Fucking Jesus Christ. Like, <sighs> fucking people. Although, I don't know. I can get weird on like a Saturday night. Just kick in like a, a Cumbies or randomly closes. <laughs> Just steal some slushies and fucking those weird. Maybe ones. more like a Hannaford's for us because like they'll have like the whole ice cream section and the like little beer section. Those are old on donuts the that have been there for like. Oh, you can't hours. no, you can't do supermarket donuts. There's way too many good donut shops out there to do supermarket donuts. Yeah, let's say like those little um, uh, what's that um, what's that company's name? Uh, Hostess. Hostess. Like the little chocolate ones. Mm-hmm. I can do those. The little powdered ones for that. No, I don't do the powder. I do the little chocolate. Yeah, yeah. That's where I draw the line. Powder's <laughs> just get too too dry for me. Nah, but then but then I have to drink more beer, and it's just terrible. Then you get it on the nose, and you suspect it and stuff. It's, yeah, right. People, it's, it's a mess. It's, like, it's, it's a total like, mess. It's like, do you need a minute for what? <laughs> I feel great. Great. <laughs> 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 awesome job, man. Yep. That's all we got. We have a main event for you. That's ah! sort of a main event. It's more it's like so awesome. We're going to introduce a segment today. A monthly segment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because we're so awesome. Keep so time. we've... Well, I've, I guess. Hold that thought. Heavy Metal Over a Six-Pack Podcast proudly presents the Heavy Metal Meeting of the Month. As I've said, we've said, I've said. He said. Mostly I've said. Um, I myself have always been a fan of the female um, vocalists when it comes to metal and rock. FYI. And, um, female anything as far as I'm concerned with the metal. Yeah. And, and, and that's so fair. awesome to see him. That's fair. So awesome yeah, to see him. Yeah, like... we don't even need it. We can, we can go any, any part of it. Um, so we, we think they should get some extra some lo- extra love and we decided that we'll start a segment uh known as maidens in metal or maidens of metal essentially uh, once a month we'll uh do our best to maybe get some actual you know response and for certain ones but we, we would like to at least share for the most part you know some of the the ladies in metal that whether you know them whether they're you know very popular or not popular at all. We'll get some live features as much as possible. Every so often, we'll like we'll definitely showcase somebody at least once a month. Like, mm-hmm. it's, especially if it's somebody like out of our reach, not for sure. nothing. We're not the most famous people in the world, so like our reach is still uh, still minor. Although, you know what? A lot of feedback and a lot of a lot of following out there. So we appreciate all of you, and we will uh, we'll deliver some uh, pretty awesome uh, pretty awesome peeps. And yes. like, this is actually talented individuals. Mm-hmm. Like, these people are amazing mm-hmm. in what they do and, like, what they actually uh, compose and, and whatnot. And Anthony's done a good job of this segment, so we get to uh, we get to um, learn a little bit about said uh, female artists of metal. And, you know, we'll, we'll help build that community of, like, the true maidens mm-hmm. of the metal world. Absolutely. So for our first and, well, first one... Um, Our introduction. We, yeah, I guess that's another way. We, uh, we actually reached back out to a, what are we, almost three, couple, three years now, roughly we've been sort of in contact with her. 
give or take three know? four she's yeah. a, uh, she's been a regular contributor to the show yeah and she's like a she's a super trooper and mm-hmm. she's an absolute awesome person mm-hmm. so like we we always love hearing from and absolutely um and we actually have gone with maya shining from forever still so what, what we did is a lot of times it's hard because she's across the pond so and we don't want to wake up at 5 a.m <laughs> because i yeah um so <laughs> you know zoom calls and stuff like that can be difficult especially if she's had a crazy schedule with she's getting back into writing new stuff and, and whatnot with the band and we've always you know obviously been busy as well so it was easier what i did essentially is i sent her uh through email a essentially an inter- interview now we've talked about the band we've had the interview with her about the band this is more or less about herself because we want to bring out the woman behind the band or behind the music essentially not just the band itself so um what we'll do is is she actually recorded all of her answers for all the questions in which i have sent to her and kind of learn about her and um pretty much just let her take away most of this Should we uh should we start with Maya's intro? Well, that was kind of what I was going for. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why I said let her take it away. Hi, my name is Maya Shining of the band Forever Still, and I'm the first Maiden of Metal. So essentially, the first question I went for, which pretty common one, um, when and where were you born? I was born in Denmark, just, I could say a city, but it's not going to make any sense to you. So it's like an hour north of Copenhagen, um, pretty much suburbs. In the middle of the woods, there's a small city of just 1,500 people where I was born and raised. And then I moved away from home when I was 18, pretty typical, I guess. Moved into the big city of Copenhagen, where I live now. So, I mean, I myself am, am Polish, so, you know. Kind of like my people. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> no. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> anyway, next question. Uh, what was your most influential person as a child? The most influential person for me as a child. I don't have anyone in particular, honestly. Um, definitely in terms of music, it, it made a big difference to me to see other women playing heavier music and those were the ones who actually introduced it to me as being a possibility even so like um within temptation and uh lacuna coil uh evanescence and flyleaf nightwish all these bands kind of showed me that there definitely was a place for women in heavy rock might i say a fabulous list of uh actual female fronted and female involved uh, individuals it seems to be like kind of from all over the place because i think like nightwish i think they're from across the pond from us you know evanescence flyleaves canada so i mean it's good very good list obviously as, as you get older you know your, your influences change you kind of learn about certain things and whatnot so you know as a teenager you know getting into the music and stuff we were kind of seeing who you actually looked up to As a teenager, who did I look up to? Well, I, I guess that is more fitting for the women of rock and metal. Uh, 
as a kid, I guess not really anybody. So as a young teenager, I guess that was it. I don't really have anybody else in mind that I looked up to particularly. Um, I, I, she did actually mention, you know, um, bands and stuff, but I actually, you know, brought up during, during her high school and stuff is kind of when you start to, you know, get into the, the bands that you really listen to. Um, I asked, you know, kind of what are your favorite ones, bands, music, you know, in general at that time. My favorite band in high school. I am definitely not a favorites kind of person. I feel like it's way too limiting and I know a lot of interviews love those who's your favorite something something and I, I it doesn't work for me uh it switches a lot for me based on my mood and who might happen to find this very month maybe uh so i've never been big on like all-time favorites but um definitely the first band i performed live like a song of was a flyleaf where uh which one was it a breathe today but not even the album version it was like the demo version that came out earlier so that was the first one i performed in high school with a high school band uh with the guy on bass who had never played bass before i'm sure everything sounded wonderful i mean in theory i mean i don't think bass really knows how to play bass anyways nor most of the time so i'll tell you fine. what i actually i agree with her sentiment like one million percent like when anybody asks you like what your favorite is or what your top 10 is it's like what's your favorite band right now it's like oh shit well i just listened to this track like four times in a row by this band but then i had like this music on beforehand like i completely agree with that mine rotates as well oh it's it has to because you know what like we we're human beings like you know if like you listen if you are a poor soul that like like listens like one band solely and that's like your the greatest thing on earth is like, man, are you limiting? Like, I like the way she put it. You are limiting yourself. Well, don't make fun of Dave like that. It's not nice. Dave will be fine. <laughs> we ain't worried about Dave. Uh, next question. Do it. Um, first job, best job, worst job. Um, my first job. I started really early, actually. I guess. Um. I think my first real job when was when I was around 10, when I started singing in a choir. And it was actually a paid job, so we sang in the church on Sundays. And I was there for like four or five years, and I thought it was just amazing to be able to sing and make money off that. And lo and behold, here we are today. <laughs> um, best job? Certainly the one I have right now. I mean, obviously, otherwise I should definitely go do something else than what I do right now. The worst job I've ever had. Um, I've had like overall like reasonable jobs. I think the the things that have made them made them like worse has definitely been the people managing it, like bosses, like really weird bosses who. Like we're watching over us on like surveillance cameras, which is by the way illegal, at least in Denmark. But they were doing that and then calling us and saying, Turn off the heaters, you're spending too much money and stuff like that. So that was that was pretty intense. I I also worked at a warehouse for a short amount of time, which was never my intention. I didn't get hired to do that job. I got hired got hired to do an office job and suddenly just moved to the warehouse. Um for what was supposed to be a limited time, which ended up being like a year or more, and then 
I quit because I mean I didn't want to do that I, I never signed up for that and I definitely didn't get paid enough to do something I didn't like gotta love the old this is just a temporary for right now nah. like, we'll get you we'll get you where you're supposed to be kind of a thing that never changes I've never been in that position ever before in my life <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it, uh, but going back to her, to her first job she talked about the choir and stuff and, and uh, I mean it explains her style of singing sure because it's, it's very choiry. it's very and apologies for the attacky word angelic I guess would be the term mm. but but she just has that kind of like opery sound that makes sense mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. jobs suck but she's right the best job is your favorite job and the one you like to do absolutely don't quit your current job no you're doing just you're fine you're doing great um next they brought up essentially you know kind of explain your time um, getting into the you know the, the the music that you do you know being a singer XYZ um well I guess I started getting into music or like starting out as a singer as as like a 10 because that's when I actually started working with it um and I really fell for it it just I I really enjoyed it and before that I have I think I did my first like real performance at age five or something like at a lo- local christmas play where i had to sing up on stage like some christmas song dressed in a little little hat you know and everything <laughs> and yeah so um i guess i guess uh, that started pretty early and i remember also like making up songs on my own in the car on my way home from places obviously not driving because i was a child and uh, i know my parents have been telling me of like just me sitting on the swings in the gardens and just singing and making up songs. So I guess it's been a part of my life for yeah, a pretty long time. Uh, yeah, at five is, is pretty early start. It's a... But I mean, it's, I suppose it's good because you're kind of like ready to go, right? Get used to the stage. Like when you grow up on that, like oh, you, you just have to. like that, you like that comfort with like the stage kind of a thing. Because like you, there's two kinds of kids in the world. Andrew. I mean, little hat or not. You got yeah. the right. You got the ones that are like, look at me, I'm yeah. fabulous. Mm-hmm. And you got the ones that are like, and then they pee themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. They got little puddles, and it's terrible, uh-huh. and it's sad. I actually used to be very nervous when I was a kid. So, I, uh, I, public speaking is my least favorite thing in the entire world. Oh, I, I do absolutely a, hate it. I can do it for days now. Yeah, I cannot. Well. Kinda. I still get like a little voicey, cracky. If I mm-hmm, yeah. if I have to like give like a said speech, if I'm not, if I'm not just up there like ad libbing shit. Yeah, yeah. From like trying to like read stuff. But I could never be a comedian. Things. Fuck that noise. Oh no way. Oh boy. Oh nope. So how about that weather? <laughs> shit. Do you like hot fudge Sundays? Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. Next, I, I asked essentially. Um, I know we're going back into influences, but what kind of pushed you? to be your the career that you're on like what kind of made you realize i want to do that um more than an influence to choose this career i think it was yeah i mean it just always was this thing that really made me happy but like a lot of people i've been told by those around me to just go get the safe education and get a proper job and I actually wanted to be like a musical performer in my teens but I was just told it was not a very safe job and yeah I would 
probably unemployed a lot and yeah just go get like a regular job regular education all that kind of stuff so it definitely took me some time to really go for it but at some point i just i started working instead of going to school and i only worked part-time so i could spend as much time as possible just you know trying to get my band up and running and um yeah i guess at some point i just realized it was the thing that made me the happiest in the world so it would be kind of stupid not to do that yeah i mean i mean i mean me me you know marcus and i both work you know our, our, our day jobs and mm -hmm. career i guess would be at the term at this point but i mean i can imagine like if we just did the music thing like it's a struggle and don't get me wrong i mean the people saying it's not safe it's not because no it's it's you, there's no guarantee you and, know what i mean and not getting on like a dave tangent like the 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 short and simple version of it is is if you're like every waking second you are not doing something to either promote or form your craft or like whatever like if you take like a like an eight hour break to just go run like a day job you're behind the eight ball that right, kind no, of a thing and i i mean that's essentially like where i where i believe we are as musicians not that i think we're the greatest thing in the history of the world but um i mean if you had that time that effort and like the extra like you know the ability to do so and no, it's definitely tough. And absolutely, absolutely. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, obviously, we're we're all proud of things that we've done, you know, accomplishments, whatnot. I mean, I'm proud that I don't get a donut every time I get a coffee now. So, I mean, we all get things. <laughs> Small goals. <laughs> I mean, if I don't go too big, it scare me. Were we talking but, about that off air? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, essentially, I I ask, you know, what are the accomplishments that you're most proud of? Um. I'm most proud of well like it's hard to say I I'm just really proud every time we put out a new album because it's not like something you do one day and then it's finished the next day you know you work on it over such a long time and at least for me I put such a big part of myself into my songwriting so as soon as I put it out I'm like I'll always be super super proud of it it's never a compromise it's always like a hundred percent this is what I wanted to do at this very moment. And yeah, I really feel for it. So hopefully other people do too. Oh, definitely. We do. I feel like we do. <laughs> I can't wait to put out our first album. <laughs> yeah. Selfless promotion. Nah, -uh, I didn't say the name. <laughs> it's true. It's true. No, but I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, Obviously, as Marcus said, you know, we, we've been in the process of, you know, working on an album. And I mean, it's a lot of work. And I mean, I mean, he's the lyricist. So, you know, obviously what he puts comes from wherever he wants. You know, the, the music I play, you know, it's you're always proud of stuff that you create. And especially when you can show it to everybody, like everyone. And yeah. So, yeah, uh, I can imagine the gratification of being a uh, a a world distributing music artists oh, so and enough for nothing her art is amazing so like mm -hmm. like that's and you can tell like you have a, like a lifelong experience put into like a small collection of collectives for lack of a better word yeah, it's, <laughs> no it's nice when, when you have i mean obviously it shows that you know she's 
like the music is her main thing. It's not just oh I wrote this. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's what she's focused on. Right. She didn't come out there with like I am very proud of my huge wall of growlers of <laughs> breweries that I visited. Exactly. Exactly. Like a little bit bigger. Um. You know what? What I like, Marcus, is I like dogs. I like cats. I love dogs. Dogs are good. Dogs are way better pet, than pet, people. Pets are nice. Pets are great. So I asked what her current pets are. My current pet is a Maine Coon named Lumi. I have basically always had cats growing up and also had a dog and <laughs> some other pets, but cats have been a staple part of my life since I moved out away from home. And this little buddy uh, we adopted from a family with allergies, so they couldn't have her and they needed to get rid of her real quick. So we took her on and she's just like the sweetest little thing. Okay, can I sidebar? What's with the people that like don't do their research and like adopt like a cat, like a kitten, mm. or like in like it's like oh by the way, I'm just... well they always well the thing is is a lot of times during the holidays you get like the you know disclaimers and stuff like you know Easter and stuff like don't yeah don't buy baby chicks baby chicks turn into chickens <laughs> yeah like that like you know don't buy you know for a present if you don't you know what I mean like it's just like oh it's a good gift but are you like ready for it like I mean I've I've owned a dog my entire life so like. I was ready for it. Somebody yeah. lives on like the third story of like an apartment building and they buy like a full size dog. It's like, what are you doing? Well, it's like Rachel wants a llama. I'm like, I ain't getting a llama. I don't know what to do with it. Oh, you get mad when dude. I can't find places for the card, but where am I going to put a llama? Dude, alpacas, man. That, well, that's what it is. Alpaca, yeah. That's what she wants. That's where it's at. My aunt, actually, her brother. All you need is one. You can have an alpaca farm. You can charge like six bucks a head to come see it. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? Six pack. <laughs> now that's shameless self promotion. Uh, speaking of spare time, this is what I asked her. What do you like to do in your spare time? Um, mainly enjoying nature. I love being outside in the woods, by the water, and I love experiencing, like, just the world. Also, just walks in the city and, in general, fresh air. I love being outside. Most of my time I spend inside, which is my other great passion, um, I feel like like my spare time I also spend doing like my job because then I work on some music which is what I really want to do or I practice my singing and, or work on some piano like all this stuff I really want to do in my spare time is actually my job so I mean that's a kind of luxury I think she's not wrong the acoustics outside are just terrible <laughs> I mean it depends yeah have you ever been the Fenway it's not very good <laughs> Bounces right off that green monster. <laughs> not meant for that, man. <laughs> well, I mean, and it's nice that that her music is also a spare time thing, which I mean, like I said, kind of before, it's not really, a, I guess, a job. You know what I mean? If it's spare, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Make oh gosh, I mean, I hate to keep referring back to us, but how much, how much of your spare time is like, dude? I just had this idea for a song. I have to go like write it down really Pretty quick, and like, I mean. we'll see which one of the projects takes it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, really, for sure. Or if somebody tells me it blows. And then I say, you're really mean, Josh. See, outside's good for us, like, 60% of the year. Because <laughs> it's, it's either nice, you have fall, or it's just a big gray bucket of suck. I don't know. It's it's like, if that, no. Jesus it's Christ, getting I'm... closer to 48. That's fine. 
Um, Our problem is like the world just has to stop going from like one extreme to the other. If you want to like rain for a day, that's fine. Like rain, but, but don't yeah, freaking downpour where it has to flood out half the goddamn region. What was it? Sunday was what probably in the like making the low forties most of the day. It was cold. But then yesterday was like, I don't know, 90, 65 <laughs> was like last night was like a fucking hurricane that rolled in out of nowhere. My yeah. poor snowman's hanging out for dear life out there. Mm-hmm. And then today it's like back to 33. It's like, hmm, cool. Great. Right. Extremes. Exactly. That's what we that's what we get in New England. Thanks. Um, speaking of fear of the dark, we asked what her greatest fear was. Ooh, creepy. I, I don't have a greatest fear. I I don't tend to fear like anything in particular. Um, I mean, yeah, like spiders and basic stuff like that. But greatest fears um, sounds <laughs> like something bigger like that. I don't know. I'm generally not like very fearful. I just try to live life to the fullest and take it like one day at a time. You know, and I... I I agree with that in a sense because like small things is one thing but like a big thing like death do I fear death no bees yeah no, fuck bees but death nah you show me a good snake you can see me running the other direction <laughs> so I mean <laughs> it's like nope <laughs> exactly well, it's, it's not a bad thing that's how you you know keep your head in your shoulders you don't let stuff bother you must be nice Maya What would be the greatest hope, obviously, to counteract the fear? My greatest hope is, well, I I think it's hard not to because it's just that I keep trying to do my best every day to do something that makes me happy because that definitely took some time to realize how important that is to actually find your own happiness and pursue it. So I hope I am privileged enough to be able to spend most days doing something that makes me happy i feel like everybody should look like that should should always <laughs> i mean <laughs> you know down to confidence there but no really like i mean i mean that's how i have always been like you know and 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 me towards other people is the same way you know like people like oh you know i sometimes i pretend i'm a lampshade and it's like you know what man if it makes you happy Go for it. You're the best goddamn lampshade ever. Damn right. Fucking A. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things, man. If it makes you happy and no one's dead or being injured or whatnot, fucking go for it. I was in a bar in Boston this one time. I actually put on the lampshade, and the guy came over and was like, this ain't happening here. And I said, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I put said lampshade back on the said lamp. My brother stole. So, TGA Fridays has a bell. <laughs> You know, so when they tip good, you ring the bell. And it looks like, you know, like the like school bell, essentially. He woke up one morning with it in his bed. Doesn't remember grabbing it, but he now owns it. Fuck that bell. Um, so obviously, you know, Maya is, is of forever still right now. And um, I kind of asked, you know, any bands prior to that? You know, obviously, unknown. Former whatever. music experience. Yeah, that's Mr. The doctorate can say. Yeah, sure. I did have one band, but not a band that, like, I took very seriously, per se. It was not, it was not meant to be, like, a profession or anything like that. It was just, like, some people getting together, playing some songs, 
really loudly like nobody knew what vocals i did for it until we were in the studio actually with a <laughs> like a couple of singles <laughs> so um it was just like having fun meeting up a couple of times a week and playing some heavy rock and i think we did like i don't know three four shows together so nothing big and as soon as forever still really started taking up my time and like it was my own project so i could put a lot of energy and emotion into it it just took over and what can you say satisfied those needs i had in terms of making music bands are fun i mean we've all had our you know prior band i mean obviously musician wise I mean, we got to start somewhere. We have to we have to dabble. We have to learn. I mean, high school is hard too. You know, you it's know. actually pretty funny. It's like never knew my vocals <laughs> until we get <laughs> to the studio. Like, what? What are you doing? All right. Sometimes that's how it works. Fly off the cuff, right? Um, to go a little philosophical for the next question. Uh, three main lessons that you've learned so far in your life, if you had to sum it up. Oh damn. Three main lessons. <laughs> I guess there are like plenty of lessons I, ha I have learned uh, so far in life. Um, well, I'm going to repeat this one because it's hella important. Just try to do whatever makes you happy as long as you don't step on anybody else. I think that's a wonderful life lesson. And um, something I was really caught up in being younger, like what other people thought of me. And I have just learned that it is so much better just not to care at all. And uh, also that all those things that you found super embarrassing or like stupid or ridiculous other people thought about for like two minutes while you've been thinking of them for like five years. So nobody <laughs> is ever going to care as much about those things as you are. Well, again, like, main lessons, it's such a big word. I hate anything that becomes so definitive, like, these are the main things. Because I'm just like, okay, whatever pops into my head now is what I gotta talk about. And, well, one of them is what you put out into the world is what comes back to you. So, if you give off all this negativity, and then you also expect all this negativity, and that's what's gonna come back to you if you put out a lot of love and positivity out into the world i think like generally speaking that's what's gonna come back to you at heavy metal of six peg we like to ask the hard questions here super hard no no I didn't. wicked hard if you will definitive stuff like that is, is always hard to answer because i mean every day is different oh christ just generalize people <laughs> <laughs> we're all trying to have a good time here yeah, I mean that's some some Kimaya, I love you. some good food for thought, and um, yeah, I mean you know whatever you. She's very level. Uh, that's why I like about she Maya. She's she's a, she's a very level human. She's very and... down to earth, which is great. Um, that was actually the last question I asked, but essentially I I kind of um said if there's anything she wants to share, you know, with the band and stuff, any uh, promotion stuff, you know, by all means let it fly. That's why we're here. Speak now or end your promotion much well we have a patreon page which we started when covid like really hit us all hard and we like haven't been able to go on a european tour for the past two years so it definitely became a very important place for us to 
like stay in touch with everybody and, and get some sort of income if you don't know patreon is like a subscription based club where you can get all this inside info from your favorite bands and we've been able to actually share some songwriting from the next album that we had been writing in quarantine and it has been super fulfilling to actually be able to share this with people that we usually don't get to share after like until after it's out so that has been really really cool people have gotten to get a peek into how we create and behind the scenes of our like previous music videos and and tours and stuff like that so it's been really nice to be able to like uphold a community like that and get some direct support and share some creativity and yeah, yeah. do it oh. yeah. yeah that was cool ah. we talked at the same time <laughs> No, I mean, you know, like we said before, you know, check them out. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our first ever and first of a monthly segment, The Maiden of Metal, Maya Shining of Forever Still. Thank you, Maya. We appreciate your words. We always appreciate Maya. We always appreciate She's been very good to us. Participating in our nonsense. Mm -hmm. And being such a good trooper doing so. Someday. Someday we'll come to Denmark. Or if they have a American tour. That would be even better. You come to us, it'll be fabulous. Mm -hmm. You can stay at Anthony's house. Why is it my house? I, that's so random. I mean, technically you're farther away from it's me. It's kind of part of the random joke, random but that's, that was fine. <laughs> I think that's a wrap for the school. Excuse me. Here I come. I just want to I wanna share one more thing. Um, Recently we released... Um, a reaction video to a band called Misty Root. Oh yes, um, Misty Route. Root. 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 Um, so, Road. Uh, the single that we you know checked out and we shared and everything. Um, just to let you know that as of a few days ago, they released a second song for the upcoming album. Um, we can leave it in the the show notes and whatnot. Uh, there is a, a, um, what is it called? A lyric video for it. Uh, the song is called The Ride Alone. So, you know, if you dug what you heard, you know, they, uh, they're releasing more stuff coming up to the, the actual album release, which we may or may not have something planned for, but that's for us to know and us to probably forget about. Uh -huh. That's fine. Check it out. Awesome. Check Absolutely. Uh, new music, man. That's More shit from across the pond. Greece, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, yep. right? Well, that's the beer review. The Greek. Christ, what the hell is that time difference? Uh, I didn't look. I meant to, though. It's going to be like 18 hours. It's like probably like tomorrow there. Yeah. They probably already have the album. Like, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> 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 is it already released? How does it work? <laughs> the album gets released next month, which for us is today. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Or last month, which for us uh, is today. I don't know how that would work, but uh, thank you for uh, joining us for another lively and exciting episode. Uh, new segments today, and awesome new beer that you should all definitely check out. And plus, who loves who doesn't love freaking novelty Iron Maiden shit? It's true. Like it's freaking fantastic. It's a great. It's a great uh, mantelpiece. It is. It'd so be nice to, speak. to put in the place that I know. Absolutely, absolutely. You have to create a custom shelf for that guy. A little mm -hmm. tall. 
Aside from that, as Dave would say, we are the only place that you can find beer and metal reviews, both locally and nationally, and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, find us on the social medias, the Facebooks, the Instagrams. The webpage is currently under construction. If you're listening to this episode, write meow, but I'm working on that. It will come up new and improved and greatly fantastic. But uh, the Facebook, the Instagram, our new, um, our new distributor, we are with Anchor, which is a uh, heavy... Heavy uh, Spotify. By that, I mean it's actually run by Spotify. So you may have noticed that a few of our episodes have been Spotify only. The reason for that is we're playing music mm-hmm. on those particular episodes. We don't plan to do that every single time because obviously we want you to consume our podcast on as many um, many uh, uh, channels as you, uh, you possibly need. But if you happen to see an episode that you can't find, just go ahead and check out the Spotify. In most cases, it's free. If not, it's probably the best premium service out there in one's opinion. That's fair. That's a fair opinion. Yeah. That being said, like, share, listen, repeat. Thank you for uh, checking us out and hanging with us. And uh, definitely check out Forever Still and Misty Root. Yeah. Do it. Bye. See you. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Sick Back Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.automatic.net. Email hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.